Hello, welcome to Frosto Talks. I'm your host, Frosto. Just an all-around regular guy trying to spread overwhelming positivity and help you look at the brighter side of things. Why, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Frosto Talks. I'm your host, Frosto. As always, I want to start off by giving a huge thank you to all of my listeners, followers, subscribers, friends, and family that have been supporting the channel. I want to thank everyone that bought some uh, Frosto Talks merch. Orders went out today. Again, thank you so much. Next batch will be ordered soon. Uh, if you are looking to place an order and get yourself some Frosto Talks merch, please reach out to me at IG at Frosto. Now, on today's episode of Frosto Talks, I felt it appropriate to touch on this topic as my last few episodes have kind of been leading up to this. I feel like it's important for all of us to come to terms with the fact that life's crazy. You know, more of the world and its darkness has been exposed to us thanks to these little internet boxes that we carry on our phones. I mean, everything from world star to, you know, crimes that we see live, we're almost being shown daily on how ugly people can be. With that being said, I feel like the one way for us to avoid the fear and anxiety of ever stepping outside of our homes is by being prepared, by educating ourselves, by coming to terms with the fact that the outside world isn't all puppies, rainbows, candy canes, and shit gets real. So to help me hammer this home, I have brought back by popular demand, the one, the only, my boo, my wife, Trisha Diaz. Hi. <laughs> One of the main reasons why I wanted to have Trish back on this episode is, again, I just, I want to reiterate, you know, I'm no John Rambo, you know, we are, we're, we're no survivalists, we're no preppers, we're just regular people, we're a mom and a dad, family, and we have taken it upon ourselves in, what would you say, the last three years? Yep. Ish. Three years. Uh, to do what we can to be as prepared as possible for anything that the world can throw at us. And in that time, <laughs> we've lived through a pandemic. <laughs> um, you know, human trafficking is up higher than ever before. And, you know, again, being a parent of three kids, that's scary, man. And I try not to, you know, submerse myself in the negative but again it's the reality of it so once again i felt it was very important to, to kind of bring this up in this episode as i've kind of led up to it i've spoken to about this briefly in my prior podcast live now on youtube and all plot, uh, podcast platforms uh but today's episode is on being a gray man and overall situational awareness now i know what a lot of you guys are asking right what the fuck is a gray man well, the gray man is the concept of being able to blend in to your surroundings at all times. The main concept of being a gray man is really 
in the case of shit hits the fan, civil unrest, you know, the power grid goes out, something like that, you know, zombie apocalypse. And once again, the concept is being able to blend in and not stand out as a target. Now, why is that important? Well, in a situation like that, when supplies are low, who is going to look like they have their shit together? Someone walking around with camo and all of the cool tactical bags or a regular looking guy in a sweater, jeans and a black backpack? The former. So in a situation like that, it is important to always blend in to your surroundings. Now, I wanted to briefly go over what the concept of being a gray man is and how applying that with simple situational awareness can, you know, keep you safe. Really? What do you think, honey? I think you're spot on. <laughs> so, uh, you know, let me start off by asking, what's, what's being a great man to, or woman to you? Uh, just being aware of your surroundings and not making yourself a target. Like, that just goes from, you know, going to the grocery store, being aware of where you're parking and who's around you to, you know... I don't know, blending in, yeah. really. It's funny because, again, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on was because I, I wanted to get a female's perspective. I saw someone post something, and I know they were just trying to make a statement, but it said something to the effect of, you know, what men need to worry about when they leave the house. And it's like, it said, don't forget your keys and don't forget your phone. Or don't lose your keys and don't lose your phone. And then on the woman's section, it said, look at the back seat before you get in the car. Don't leave your drink unattended. Don't walk down a dark alley. Don't, you know, and it listed all these things. And, and again, I understand that they were trying to make a statement on the things that women need to worry about. But after I reviewed it and read it, I'm like, that's just great situational awareness, right? Yeah. And unfortunately, that's the reality of the world that we live in. Unfortunately, women are targeted because people see them as easier targets. And it's our job to be aware that those are all possibilities. So doing those things, you're just benefiting yourself and your family. Yeah. And, you know, again, I wanted to blend in the worst case scenario, shit hits the fan concept of being a green man to the everyday situation awareness that we should all practice. You know, one of the uh, main points of being a green man is um, determining your baseline, right? So determining your baseline basically means being aware of what's around you, you know, if you're at the beach, it's normal to see people in a bathing suit. It would not, not be normal to see someone walking around in a suit, right? So in a situation like that, determine your baseline and act like the people around you. That'll in turn help you blend in. Uh, another key concept to being a gray man is avoid creating stimulus. Now, Trish and I actually make a game of this. Uh, and, and what this means is don't do anything that will let you stand out. I mean, you know, if you're walking around with a tap out shirt or a Glock shirt, you know, you're probably caring, right? Or you probably think you can fight. You're probably aggressive. That's just the aura that you're giving off given what you're wearing. You're clearly wearing that for a reason. Um, again, as I said, you know, Trish and I, we love to play the game of, oh, that car has a gun. <laughs> um, you know, people tend to broadcast what they have on their person, you know, on their vehicles. And I just, I don't get that, you know, with stickers and decals and, 
you know, everything as simple as a Yeti sticker on the back of their car or, um, you know, camping gear equipment. You know, if that car is parked in a parking lot and someone that is up to no good spots it, they're most likely going to break in because they might find something of value. They might find something of importance in there. Right? And it also goes the way, like, what you're, um, I guess, showing the world about yourself. So, you know, having your, those family stickers. Oh, with family stickers. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, my name is Trish. My husband's name is Bob. And we have four children and a dog that's, you know, whatever. Someone can be like, oh, okay, cool. Um, they have three small children, you know, the smallest ones, whatever. So if I drive by and say, hey, Scotty, want to get in the car? I know your mom. Her name is Trish and her, your dad's Bob. You know, like, you're just asking for... That. I don't know. And don't let the bumper sticker have the, oh, my student is the number one A student at, at, this, school. at this school. Like, like again, you're just broadcasting. A lot of personal information. Vital information. I once read a statistic. Go figure. I once read a statistic and it said, if a home has an American flag outside of it, it is least likely to be broken into because people assume that the uh, homeowners have a weapon. But in that same statistic, when the small percentage do break in, they're specifically breaking in to steal ammunition and or mm -hmm. firearms because they know that that in most cases that house would have that. So, you know, again, it's so important, guys, just to really, you know, keep your eyes peeled. And I know that sounds funny, but, um, you know, like like Trish said, I was very proud of this phone call when you went to the market the other day. Oh, yeah. Actually, isn't that how this uh, podcast came to be? It did. It did. It did. I was at the grocery store, and I was parking in the same spot. And as I was pulling to my normal spot, I saw two hitchhikers. I don't know. They just weren't from around the area. And they had their dogs, and there was two of them. And, you know... One, I don't like talking to people, so I avoid people at any cost. And two, if they see me by myself putting in, you know, because I'm not just getting one or two things. Whenever I go to the grocery store, it's, it's a haul, you know. Uh, Family of five. Right. And so I just didn't want to put myself in a situation where something would happen. So I moved my parking spots, and I remember calling Vic and like, hey, I was like, it's just weird how these little things stick with you. Like, unfortunately... People get all weird about stereotyping, right? Profiling you, them. You have, like, I'm not saying go over and spit on them because they look like, you know, hitchhikers Suspects. or whatever. <laughs> but if you can avoid people that don't give you a good feeling, just do it. Why? Like, you're not going to, you don't even know them. You're not going to offend them. Obviously, don't be rude, but. Vibes, dog. Yeah. But also just like, you you have to trust profile. Yeah, trust That's a gut. better way of saying yeah, it. Profile. There's a reason why subconsciously as humans, you know, you got to remember, we're basic creatures, guys. We're animals at the end of the day. You know, we have basic built-in defense mechanisms within our, within our psyche. And, and a lot of it is ignored because of political correctness and what we should and shouldn't feel. Funny story to piggyback off that. Um, as you can imagine, I'm trying to teach my kids as much as possible everything that I've been picking up on this wild magic carpet ride we call life. And my oldest, I um, 
and beginning to explain, you know, a lot of the situational awareness, because especially kids nowadays, you know, fucking, <laughs> you know, glued to their phones. And so every time we go out, I tell him, listen, look at what I do. I said, when I'm out with, when, when it's, when it's me and the family, do you ever see him on my phone? Do you ever see me, you know, texting? Do you ever see me, you know, looking down when we're in parking lots? He's like, no. I said, that's because anything can happen. So one day we're going to Walmart and uh, we're actually, I was like, hey, let's play a game. I was, all right. I was like, point out anything that stands out to you and let me know, you know, what you feel about it. So he said, okay, cool. So we're walking into Walmart and he goes, that guy. And he points. And I look and I was like, no, I was like, no, don't do I was like, you gotta, you know, keep it slick, guy, you know? And I looked at the gentleman and I, and I could see why he pointed him out. Vagrant looking, you know, individual, right? You know, raggedy clothes, backpack, the whole nine. And I said, you know, all right, all right, you know, next time just do a little bit more slick. He said, okay, cool. Well, lo and behold, after our shopping trip, we're on our way out. That same guy was sitting on the curb in handcuffs. <laughs> and the cops were pulling out, I'm assuming, what was stolen items from his bag, a bunch of alcohol um, and, and, you know, and, and, you know, whatever, a bunch of other things. And it's just funny because I noticed it as we were walking back out. <laughs> and the part that really made me happy was that as we were walking back out, he looks at me and goes, Dad. I was like, what? He goes, that guy. <laughs> So he took my advice and he whispered it the second time, you know, <laughs> but again, just stuff like that, man, you know, and I hate to, you know, rain on your parade, but it's the reality of it. You know, Trish and I are coming from a place of unfortunate experience. Um, a couple years ago, we were actually uh, held up at gunpoint and again, I had not really gained this obsession on situational awareness and being prepared as uh, yet. But your boy lived a little bit of a sketch life. But also we were in our parking garage. Right, right. We were in our parking lot. But, you know, given my past and given my past experiences, I am used to red flags. Um, now more so than ever, I try and use my past as a tool to help me in my current day. But given the situation, we were coming home from a date and this kid really comes out from around the corner and points a gun at us. And I remember as it was happening, I looked at him and the only thing I could think to myself was, is this really happening? And it's funny because it's funny now. But as, as we were walking towards him, Trish was still talking. Trish was still talking to me. And, you know, get on the ground. Give me all your stuff. You know, um, um, you know, give me your phones. And the entire time, I remember trying to split the difference between him and Trish and trying to talk this guy down. And, you know, try to stay as cool as possible and while still listening and not, and, you know, aggravating him in any way. And, you know, kind of stalling, really. And in the situation like that, my only concern was Trisha's safety. You know, it was... My concern was my phone. <laughs> I laid on it as soon as I got on the floor. <laughs> and then he searched my... my uh, Clutch bag? No, what was it called? My satchel. And there were $3 in there, you guys, and a shit ton of receipts. Because, you know, I'm one of those people that hoards receipts for no reason. And... 
He took my $3. <laughs> he took it. Left all the trash on the floor and took my $3. But not my phone because I was laying on it. And he didn't realize that. So as I was stalling because I know he was one of the things he was looking for was our phone. And he's like, unlock your phone and give it to me. And he, and, and, and again, just doing the best we could with the situation. He points the gun at Trish and he says, give me your phone. Or I'm a beach bitch. And listen, I'm not saying I'm that John Rambo dog. I'm not saying God forbid something like that happen because I pray to baby Lord Jesus that we're never put in that situation again but again I just saw him point that gun at her and I hopped up and I jumped at him and I lunged and in my head my only concern once again was getting her to safety and funny story while we tussled and wrestled for the gun and I'm thinking Trisha's going and running to the elevator and getting help I turn around and here she comes, Masvidal kneeing this dude, Street Jesus, and start kicking him on the ground, helping me out. You know, um, I don't know why she did that, but. I was ready to bury a body. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, he's gonna kill him. We're gonna have to hide the body. And I was like, wait, why do we have to hide the body? Self defense. We're good. We're good. So again, guys, you know, Trish and I are coming from a place of misfortune and experience, but it's, it's, it's the reality of it. You know, the percentages of you being attacked are extremely high. You know, I, I, I once read a, a funny meme and it said, it was actually a post by Mr. Jiu-Jitsu, this guy that, you know, I, I look up to and he says, it basically had the percentage or the chances of you winning the lottery. And it was like a million point something, a million point seven chances of you winning the, 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 the big lotto. And people are like, well, you never know. And it's like, you have a one in four chance of getting attacked. Ah, it won't happen to me. And that's what sucks is it might. And you don't want to know if you can handle a situation like that once you're in a situation like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important to be on the lookout. Be aware of your surroundings at all times. I know, I, I, you know I've said this you know, a couple times now, but it's, it's the truth. I mean, you know, if, you can, if you can spot a situation before blindly walking into it, why wouldn't you? You know? And again, I know, you know, thanks to political correctness and PC culture, it's rude to assume, but nah, fuck that. When it comes to your safety, it's, it's, it's the reality of it, you know? Now, I'm not saying you have to broadcast like, oh, you look like you're a thief or a criminal. No, dog, just fucking be aware and just, you have to, I can be in the grocery store and if a 60-year-old white male walks behind me i'm watching him the whole time not because i feel like he's gonna you know i don't fucking know what's gonna happen but he's in my bubble so i'm looking at everybody who comes into my bubble so it doesn't you know like no absolutely you know and again what she said it's not like you have to broadcast your emotions or what you're thinking but you know in that same breath you're not gonna walk into a sketch neighborhood wearing gucci belt and you know name brand stuff again back to back to being a gray man blend in watch what you wear 
uh, Trisha and I play the game of, oh, there's a gun in the car. But on the other aspect, the other spectrum of that, you know, if you're wearing expensive clothing, you know, and you're in a not so great situation area, have your guard up. And like even that, you know, that's an extreme. But for me, so I hurt my knee recently. Well, I have tendonitis because I'm old. <laughs> but I've been wearing a brace. And the other day I was taking Liam to jujitsu and I had to stop at the gas station to get water, you know, for the kids. And I took off my knee brace so that I don't look like an easier target than what I am. Like, it's just as simple as that. Like, I don't want someone to be like, oh, damn, she has a fuck, fucked up knee. I have a better chance of kidnapping her, stealing from her, taking this from her. Like, that, that to me, that's what that means. It doesn't have to be to the extreme where, like, oh, you know, because name brand stuff, but as easy as, you know, taking off knee brace just to walk in to the gas station, right? No, absolutely. And, and you know, you, you, I'm glad you, you, you touched on that because what comes up and over the mindset and being situationally aware is, once again, being prepared. Now, how can you be prepared? What are some steps you can take to be prepared for a situation like that? For, for, for an attack. Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. I mean, there's the obvious caring, mm-hmm. right? Which I... Um, a weapon. It could be a firearm. It could be a knife. I'm more comfortable with the knives. Um, it's because I'm Salvadorian. <laughs> um, and also, it's just like self-defense, basic self-defense and jujitsu. That's that's that for me. Jujitsu. That's the answer. That's the answer to everything, guys. Jujitsu. It's just one of those things, right? It's a lot of females are uncomfortable with it. They don't like being that close to people. Guess what? When someone's trying to rape you, you know, that's not very comfortable, is it? No, but you have to learn how to get out of it. And I'm just one of those people that just thinks, like, I'm the kind of person that will read stories on Yahoo on what's happened to people to try and understand where they went wrong and how to avoid a situation like that. And obviously you can't avoid every single situation, but you know, there, there's horrible, horrible, horrible things that happen to females and, you know, learning basic jujitsu can stop a decent amount of that. I'm not saying all of them because unfortunately, you know, males, I can be the same height as you, same weight as you, but there's this thing called testosterone. What? Yeah, I know. And it makes them stronger. We're not all equal? Okay, don't go that far. But you just can't, like, there are females that go around like, oh, when I get mad, you know, you want to be around me when I get mad. Like, I no. Out. Like, I used to think that way too until I took a jujitsu class. You ain't shit. I have females that are smaller than me. They can do something. They have males that are smaller than me. And I'm talking of the bigger males that you, I can't do anything, even if I'm more experienced than them. So just learning weight manipulation, is that the right word? Yeah, yeah, weight manipulation. You know, it, you know piggybacking off what you're saying, and I'm not going to shout them out, but two females that we train with, um, one specifically. I'm not going <laughs> to shout them out. I want to put them on blast just so, you know, they can stay under the radar. Uh, but if they know, they know. One gal was... 14 at the time, I believe, I outweighed her by at least 60 pounds, easy 60 pounds. And I was, I was barely getting back into jiu-jitsu. 
And again, just to just to just to convey to you the power of jujitsu. Um, I know I know why the instructor had done this, but another girl, teenager, was uh, scoping out the class with her family to see if uh, you know she wanted to do it as well. So the instructor at the time partnered me up with said female, and bro, she mopped the floor with me. Once again, I outweighed her by 60 pounds. I was at least twice her age, but she was a competitive jujitsu practitioner that dedicated her life to this. You know, another great example is now current day, I'm a little bit more of a seasoned jujitsu practitioner, still trash, but our good friend, chewing her gum, Oh, will easily will easily manipulate the shit out of my own body. Again, I outweigh her by forty pounds. You know, thirty. I lost some weight. But this you is know? years and years of experience. Of course, of course. And 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 this is what we're trying to. You know, this is what we're trying to say is is it starts small. It's the little daily decisions that you make that attribute to your preparedness, that attribute to your overall success in anything really but the few key steps that you can take is you know she mentioned carrying right she mentioned a firearm okay just because you have a gun doesn't mean shit right do you know how to use it do you know how to use it in a high stress situation high stress situation do you practice with it because let me tell you if you are in this fantasy world where oh well i have a gun so i'm safe most firearm discharges are to the person not necessarily to another person, you know, and, and, and that's just the reality of it. You, you know, Adam, Adam, my manager from work, he once told me when it came to, uh, you know, studying and, 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 and preparing for negotiation, he used the example that in the NFL, any play lasts four to eight seconds, right? Mm-hmm. But they practice, professionals practice three hours a day for every second. And it basically equates to what they train for, how much they train for compared to how much they actually use it in a game. And that's crazy if you think about that in anything else, right? If you applied that much practice when it came down to it, you're going to be that much better, right? Mm -hmm. So once again, you know, don't think just because you carry a firearm, you know, you're Gucci. Don't think just because you have a gun in your house, you're good. You know, don't think just because, you know, oh, I know some basic hand-to-hand. No, you need to keep it consistent. You need to train every day. Um, you know, as simple as just being in shape, being fit. I, I've said this before on one of my last podcast, on a previous podcast on being the number one dad live now on YouTube and all podcast platforms. If you're a parent... And you can't, if you're a parent of multiple kids and you can't carry them up a flight of stairs without losing your breath, that's not cool. Like you need to be ready for anything. You need to be ready to sprint a mile if you need to, God forbid, something happens for your children, you know? And it's funny because I actually belong to a group uh, called the Sheepdog Response Course. And uh, it's a group on Facebook. I took this course about three years ago Sheepdog Response by the great Tim Kennedy. We went over everything from basic hand-to-hand combat to running and gunning. And one of the key components that he kept bringing up and kept hammering home was, again, situational awareness. And how if you can just, you know, 
see what's around you before stepping into that blindly, you can save yourself from a lot. And in this group, I asked, you know, trying to get some females perspective on things. Hey, what are some things that you think are important? And everyone basically had the same answer. And it was training, train, 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 train for anything. You know, a lot of females, they all said the same thing, jujitsu. You know, it's honestly, it's, 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 it's tried and true. It's been proven. Okay. It can beat out any other style out there. And quite frankly, when we're talking close, you know, close, close quarters, grappling on the ground for a female in a terrible situation, there's nothing that can possibly beat it. You know, ladies, unfortunately, if someone is trying to force themselves onto you, they have to be in between your legs, right? Well, in jujitsu, there's a position called guard where your opponent is in your legs and you have a hundred ways of being able to kill that person <laughs> in that position, you know? And I get it. It might not be for you. No, I get it. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for all of us. But again, those situations aren't supposed to be comfortable. They're supposed to prepare you for situations that can happen. <gasps> what? <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? No, and, and you know, again, guys, it, it's it's... We're just regular people. We're just two parents. You know, we're nothing out of the ordinary. You know, I'm no Jen Rambo. You know, we're no tactical John Wicks. We live every day just trying to be the best versions of ourselves for our children. But coming to terms, once again, coming to terms with the reality that the outside world doesn't play nice, you have to keep yourself accountable. Accountability, folks. You're going to hear it over and over. But it's the truth. You have to keep yourself accountable to your, your safety and the safety of your loved ones. And so practicing how to become a, a, once again, practicing how to become a gray man, practicing, you know, just how to blend in and, 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 and how to be aware of your surroundings. You know, there's, and, and, and you know, and you got to think social media, right? A lot of people post uh, things that you know help out as far as um uh, like i remember during the holiday seasons right uh something that was floating around was be mindful of if your your the handle to your car has a zip tie that this is a way that people kind of target women they'll have a spotter and they'll notice single females that are on their own or not necessarily single but just females that are on their own unaccompanied uh you know doing their shopping if they hit a certain criteria whether it's age or race or look or whatever they'll throw a zip tie on their car so they can know what to look out for when they come back out and you know again situation or information like that gets passed around around the holiday seasons a lot and i, I know i mean i know i always share it but it's the truth of it right and it doesn't matter if you're a teenager or you're in your 50s, it, you know, anyone can be a victim. Anyone can be a victim of this. As I stated earlier in the beginning of the podcast, you know, sex trafficking is <laughs> at an all-time high. You know, and what's sad and what I often ask myself is, is it really worse or are we just being exposed to it more? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, was this always something? Like, no, I, think, I think it's always been something. It's just being brought to light now because of social media. Like, we have more access because if you think about it 
the media was what we relied on. Like, I guess TV media is mm-hmm. that shit. Um, but now social media isn't super censored. Because you have to admit it's a little censored. Yeah. But the fact that people, you know, everyday people can post something and have it go viral within hours, days, whatever, it's easier to get a hold of that information. Yeah. So I think that's what that is. No, I agree. I mean, it, it it's just crazy. I mean, I remember back in the day being able to, you know, ride my bike with my friends, you know what I mean, out. And we would be two cities over sometimes, you know what I mean, taking the bus. And I let my kids do that nowadays, you know, they, they you know, at, for, at earshot at all times, you know, because I take this serious, man. I take this serious. And all it takes is that one time. When we got mugged, we were coming home from a date. You know, we didn't think that we were going to, you know, get welcomed by a, in our own parking lot by a gentleman in his Ruger, you know, and, and, you know, it's just the reality of it. And you better believe just the other day, where were we? We were at, um, we were getting food and we were figuring out payment or whatever. And we weren't in the best area. We weren't in the best part of town. We were at Wendy's, remember? Because they don't take Apple Pay. Because they don't take Apple Pay, right? And it's 2021. And, you know, we're sitting there and it's the entire family. We're in the car and it's a sketch parking lot. It's after 8 p.m. It's dark. And again, not familiar with the area. You better believe I was locked and loaded scanning the area because it, all it takes is that one instant of someone being able to rip open the car and God forbid, you know what I mean? And I've dedicated every day the last three years, four years to you know, this being prepared. And like I stated earlier, it's the little decisions that you make daily that build up to your preparedness. You know, I don't know if it was being a father of three, hitting my 30s, purchasing our first home. It was Harley. (laughs) No, it was. was As soon as, I think, was it, like, when was it that, remember when I was pregnant? And you're like, oh, I got some ammo dropped off. Yeah. And it was like, like pre- you were a super pregnant. Thousand rounds. Yeah. But it was yeah. in like this like tiny box, and I was like, oh, I can lift this. I could not lift it. It was really heavy. It's funny when 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 Trish told me she was pregnant. She, you know, she. Uh, I started preparing, man. You know, everything Canned from water, MREs, ammunition. And, and Trish looks at me. And she's, go bags. And go bags. Yeah, Trish goes, you know, it, it's, you know, when most parents nest, when most normal people nest, they build a crib, not a bunker. <laughs> and I don't know, just to me at that time, it, 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 it made sense. When we decided to purchase our first home, the first thing that I did was get life insurance on myself. Because God forbid something happened to me, I wanted to make sure that they were prepared. I was gonna say it wasn't me. <laughs> it's always the wife. <laughs> um, no, but for real, you know, and fellas, dads, guys, this these are the things you need to think about. I know that I'm really trying to focus on the female aspect of this, you know, with my boo over here, but it's the reality of it. Where are you at? If you have kids, if you have a family, what are you doing to protect them? What are you doing to be prepared daily? And that goes as far as financially, you know? Yeah, but also, like, you don't have to, you know, Vic has 
fucking four boxes boxes of MREs and seven cases of canned water. Like, yeah, you don't need to do all that, but have like a, a, what do you call them? The seven day, five day. 72 hour. Yeah. Yeah. 72 hour. That's something that I kind of wanted to touch on. Yeah. Um, Trish, you know, uh, mentioned it briefly, but go bags, you know, I remember, um, and, and, and I'm, I'm forming a new one. I'm, I'm kind of trying to build a new one, but you know, go bags, 72 hour go bags, 72 hour preparedness go bags are important. They're key. Have one in your car. Have one for every person, you know, that you travel with. Um, this should have anything and everything from flashlights, batteries, you know, water, blankets, food. You know, uh, uh, you can go anywhere nowadays. It's This is the beauty about 2021. You know, I was trying to get some sponsorships for this episode, but I didn't get uh, a chance to reach out to them on time. But um, stealthangel.com. Uh, sells amazing ready-to-go bags, 72-hour bags for one, two, three, I think up to a family of five. And they come in pre-packaged backpacks that you can just carry with you in your car. Basic first aid. Basic first aid. Um, you know, IFAX, uh, individual, what, are they, what, what does IFAX stand for? Um, individual first aid kit. There we go, IFAX, individual first aid kit. Another company that I follow that makes a great product is Live the Creed. They sell individual, ready-to-go, EDC, IFAX, and that you can have in your car, on your person. God forbid something happens, you know. I've mentioned this before on previous podcasts. Are you trying to be a liability or an asset? Because shit hits the fan. If you're not prepared or you can't adapt, you're a liability. And in most cases, who's getting cut off from supplies? The liability. So do what you can to become an asset in every aspect. Right, honey? Mm Mm-hmm. No, guys, uh, you know, I hope that helped. I hope you were able to pick up any little tips and tricks from our own experiences and how we live our life. And, you know, once again, I want to reiterate, we are no survivalists. We are no John Rambos. I mean, I'm a U.S. Army soldier. So <laughs> relax. Actually, before we cut off, you know, what, what led you to, you know, want to do that? Um, I thought that it would benefit... Well, like on a personal level, you know, it would benefit me and our family, like learning how to, you know, sleep outdoors. <laughs> Hated it. Didn't want to do it. It was uncomfortable. But guess what? Had to do it to graduate. So, you know, learning how to do basic first aid, learning how to Just navigate. <laughs> actually, yeah, land nav. There's probably a lot of things I'm not going to remember, but, you know, Carrying uh, uh, firearms. I'm a sharpshooter, you guys. That's right. Sharpshooter. But yeah, we had to spend, what was it, like three months with our rifle? Like 24-7 for three months. On your person? On us. And and honestly, so prior to going to basic, um, when Vic would try to get me to carry my Glock, I was super uncomfortable with it. And still am only because I haven't practiced or I, we haven't gone to the range. And that's because ammo is really fucking expensive so right expensive. now. So expensive. So expensive. Um, but when I went to basic, you know, wasn't too crazy about it. 
after spending three months with that thing, it's not really scary. People get intimidated by weapons. And they could always tell me, you know, it's just a paperweight unless there's something in it. And, you know, even having your firearm and dry firing and doing stuff like that will benefit you. And not being scared of it. Just your basic gun safety will teach you that it's not that scary unless... It's a tool. You're unprepared and don't know how to use it. It's a tool, like anything else. A hammer in the wrong hands can do damage, right? Mm-hmm. A firearm in the right hands can save a life. Um, I'm really glad that you said that, you know, especially since ammo prices are outrageous right now, if you can even find them. Um, you know, for those that, uh, that, that, that do go out and buy a farm or own a firearm, practice, 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 practice. Even if you can't go to the range, Dry fire. Dry firing has been proven to be some of the greatest, one of the greatest ways to... And just in case you don't know what that is, no ammo <laughs> in your mag. No ammo in the chamber. Make sure no it's clear. No ammo anywhere. And empty it, mag. Empty chamber. It's base, Double check. Triple check. <laughs> it's, uh, it's basic trigger manipulation, right? Just learning how to... Get your sight picture and squeeze that trigger. Don't pull it. Squeeze it. Um, um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's as simple as that, guys. You know, we're not saying join the military as my boo did, right? Because not everyone's that cool. <laughs> we're not saying go become a black belt in jujitsu. Not at all. We're not saying go buy the latest high-tech tactical gear that you can't afford, not at all. What we're saying is take the little steps daily to help you be prepared. Exercise. Go to your local jiu-jitsu academy. Take a class. Go to a firearms instructor. Take a class. Expose yourself to these things. Go to a basic first aid you know, uh, um, um, course. Take the course. Have these things Fucking on YouTube you. it. YouTube it. Yeah. Thanks to YouTube. Let me tell you guys, I started this podcast and YouTube channel about a month ago. And prior to this, I thought there was so much more to it than there is. And thanks to good old YouTube, <laughs> it's what got me going. So, you know, you can honestly, guys, you can YouTube anything. Um, once again, Tim Kennedy, if you're not following him, Tim Kennedy MMA at, at, uh, on, on, I believe, um, Instagram and Twitter. He has a course, Sheepdog Response course. They are all over the country. They're always having courses all throughout. You know, if you can take some of those courses or something to that equivalent, you know, look into it. It's just going to help you out in the long run. And, you know. And even before your first aid kit, even before you know, purchasing some type of weapon, even before self-defense, situational awareness. That's situational free. Situational awareness. Free. It's free. I, I wanted to start with that. I wanted to end with that because, you know, you can get lost in the weeds with all of the gear that you could possibly get and all the techniques that you could possibly get. Do you know how many, do you know how many knots there are that you can tie? I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. You know, we could, we could spend hours talking about all these things, but the one thing that you can't buy, that you can't pay for, and that in most cases will save your life more than anything we talked about, 
situational awareness. So, thanks for listening, folks. Once again, I hope you're able to pick up any little tips and tricks on how to keep you and your loved ones safe. And until next time.